Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hope you're all doing well. If you're new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. If you're someone who's been here before, thank you for showing up again. Let me just ask that after watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please do me a favor and smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to support the work I do, please consider a Patreon subscription. I'll leave a link in the description. Now, let's dig in. 911 calls? They don't lie. In the months before 36-year-old Lindsay Shiver was arrested for allegedly conspiring to do in her husband, 38-year-old Robert, both she and Robert reportedly dialed 911 in Thomasville, Georgia, where they lived to complain about one another. In fact, from February to April of 2023 together, they dialed 911 as many as five times. That is according to court documents obtained by the DailyMail.com. And those court documents don't lie either. So I'm talking about the case of Lindsay Shiver, who is accused of conspiring with her younger Bahamian boyfriend, Terrence Bethel, and his buddy, Farron Newbold, to murder her husband, Robert. Lindsay and Robert have three young sons, and when Lindsay allegedly had an affair with the bartender Bethel in the Bahamas... Robert found out he subsequently filed for a divorce. From that point on, the couple's troubles only seem to have intensified. Let's talk about the 911 calls because they shed light on the timeline of events. I think this case demonstrates how people can go from an affair to a divorce to a conspiracy to murder, allegedly. When a lot of money is at stake and a certain lifestyle of ease and affluence is threatened, factor in the custody of three young children and you have a recipe for disaster. On February 20th of 2023, at 4.50 p.m., Lindsay's husband, Robert, made his first 911 call to the Thomasville, Georgia police and in it, he asked them to accompany him to his $2.5 million home to pick up his belongings. He told the cops, quote, I'm just trying to go to my house, and if I need to pack my stuff and leave, I can pack my stuff and leave. My kids are there, and you know, I don't want it to be presented as she goes and screams. Bloody murder calls the police over nothing to try to have me carried off in a police car. It sounds like Robert is trying to ensure Lindsay doesn't create an upsetting scene in front of their three impressionable young sons as he packs some of his things. Throughout all of this, it sounds like Robert is trying to keep his children out of the fray. So then March goes by without any 911 calls. But then on April 12th at 10.48 p.m., Robert dials 911 again. This time he tells a puzzled dispatcher about a thumb drive he received in the mail. In the call, Robert says this about the thumb drive. It didn't have a return to sender address or anything. And so I plugged the thumb drive in and it had all these pictures of my wife on it 
from about two weeks ago when we were out of the country, and the same thumb drive was delivered to my parents' house about a mile away in an unmarked envelope, and it looks like glancing through, it was almost like a private investigator. I don't know if we have like a potential stalker or some lunatic that's in town that has been following my wife around, end quote. Now, this is strange because it was previously reported that Robert had hired a private investigator to track Lindsay's movements. So either Robert's lying here when he's talking to the police, but that doesn't make sense, or someone else hired the private eye for him without telling him. Could that have maybe been his parents, who perhaps were suspicious of Lindsay and thought that she was having an affair? and that they would get evidence so that Robert would believe it all. Now, in that same call, Robert asked the police if they can do extra patrols around his neighborhood in case the culprit is still out there watching. So Robert eventually files for divorce from Lindsay, to whom he'd been married for 13 years. Then Robert calls the police again on April 30th at 1.28 p.m. So that's about two weeks after his second 911 call. This time he tells the dispatcher that his wife had, quote, gone off the rails, end quote, and was tailgating his mother's car to try and get to the children. Robert also tells the police that Lindsay may have a weapon. He further tells them, she threatened myself and my mother to bring the kids back, and her mom is saying to take her to the ER or check her into some mental institution because they think she's having kind of a midlife crisis, mental breakdown. It's super unstable, and she just followed my parents when they left the house trying to find the kids. End quote. So I'm going to speculate that Robert took his children out of their house and took them maybe to the grandparents' house or somewhere else to keep them away from their mother while all this turmoil is going on and Lindsay's not happy about it and she wants to get her kids back. Now for this call, we have body cam footage of Robert's mother, Robin Shiver, which I shared in my first video about this case. Robin is in her vehicle with what looks to be Robert's father, Alan. Robin tells the police that Lindsay is delusional, not able to look after her kids because she was AWOL in the Bahamas for four days. Robin Shiver says this of Lindsay, quote, she could have gotten hold of some drugs down there that everybody thinks she's definitely on, but we can't prove it unless we get a hair sample. Y'all don't know her. It's not a good environment. It's a toxic environment. Now, Robin goes on to say that they thought that Lindsay had unalived herself and had taken an overdose or something. Lindsay is also seen on police body cam footage on this day, arguing that she was the first person to dial 911 because she'd been denied access to her sons. Lindsay says, quote, Oh my God, oh my God. You're welcome to search my car. All three of the people in Robin Shiver's car have a mental issue. They don't need my kids, end quote. The officer then suggests to Lindsay that she speak to her attorney if she has a custody complaint. So May and June go by. Then on July 16th, 
Lindsay dials 911 from the family home in Georgia to complain that her husband is refusing to let her on their private jet. Cue the tears. In her interaction with the police, Lindsay describes her husband as being, quote, super aggressive, end quote. She claims he pushed her. We actually witnessed some of this on the police cam footage that I shared in my first video about this case. Robert expresses that he doesn't want Lindsay to travel with him and the kids because she's planning to ditch them once they get to the Bahamas so that she can hang out with her boyfriend. Robert says he doesn't want to mess with his children's heads. I do feel like Robert seems to be the concerned parent who worries about how all this will affect his sons. Lindsay doesn't come across that way to me, she seems more intent on in getting to her boyfriend in the Bahamas. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm seeing and hearing in these calls and in this footage. Here's one moral of this story that I see. If you don't want your dirty laundry aired to the world, don't dial 911 to complain. Instead, consider a marriage counselor. That may be bad advice because if you feel unsafe with your spouse, you should definitely dial 911. But in this case, it sounds like the Shivers were using the local police in Georgia as their free marriage counselors for months, and then this whole mess devolved into an alleged murder plot. Ironically, no one ever dialed 911 to report Lindsay allegedly working with her Bahamian boyfriend, Terrence Bethel, and his buddy, Farron Newbold, to plot Robert's death. The Bahamian police only stumbled on that alleged deadly scheme when examining Bethel's phone after a break-in at the bar where he works. The police saw that Lindsay had allegedly sent Farron Newbold a photo of her husband Robert with the words, kill him. This would either make a fascinating movie or a lousy one for the Lifetime Network. Sometimes life makes for a more dramatic plot line than a screenwriter can conjure. So now Lindsay Shiver is stuck in the Bahamas with an ankle monitor tracking her every move as she awaits her next court hearing. She's charged with conspiracy to commit murder and could face up to 60 years in a truly scary prison. Her boyfriend, Terrence Bethel, and his friend, Farron Newbold, are also facing the same charges and also wearing ankle monitors. And supposedly, Robert, the husband, paid the bonds for all three of them to get out of jail while they await their next hearing. It sounds like the Bahamian authorities are either going to have to let Lindsay travel to Thomasville, Georgia to attend a hearing about her divorce and custody battle, or perhaps she will attend by Zoom. And the most important moral of this story, don't allegedly conspire to murder your spouse. It's like marrying someone for money. It doesn't pay. You will pay. So that's the latest in the case of Lindsay Shiver. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, smash that like button, and I'll see you next time. And that's, that's why. Not, that's not the so, truth. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh so god. she, mother-in-law, something car. is. She's freaking out, apparently. She's but, hypomanic. But, she has a mental issue. All yeah. three of the people in the car have a mental issue. Yeah. They don't need my kids.
Yeah. Yeah, they're saying the same thing. That myself or Robert would not ever see these kids again. But now, threatening my life? We hope not. She left the kids this week and went down to the Bahamas. She could have gotten hold of some drugs down there that everybody thinks she's definitely on. But we can't prove it unless we get a hair sample. As far as the threatening text message, I'm sure you heard me, and that's going to be a city police issue. If you get any threatening text messages or phone calls or if you drives by your house, you know, just call us. Makes me not want to go home, though. Yeah. She's left. Y'all don't know her. Yeah. You don't know her like me. No, I don't. So what, what's going on This now? morning, ABC News obtaining new body camera footage showing police responding to a confrontation between Georgia mom Lindsay Shiver and the husband she's now charged with plotting to kill just days before she was arrested. We have filed for divorce. Okay. Living in the same house. It's hell on earth, as you can imagine. Just okay. got super aggressive, and that's when I called immediately because he's been physical before, and I'm just not. Okay. Not so, doing that. Sorry. The mom of three and her estranged husband, Robert, both seen arguing at their Thomasville, Georgia home just before they left for the Bahamas on July 16th. They woke up this morning. We have travel plans to leave. Mm -hmm. And he's insisting that I don't go. Are you just wanting to leave? Or is he supposed to be going with you? Yeah, we're supposed to be going with our kids. She sent a message saying that she's going to change her plans and now get on the airplane with me and the kids to go to the Bahamas. And when we land, she's going to go to her boyfriend. Elsewhere. And me and the kids are going to our house. Don't recommend going on vacation together, but that's just my personal. I agree with that. It's just an hour on airplane.